my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Moss Show, and we are talking about Bitcoin, we're talking about cryptocurrencies. We're talking about the decentralized revolution. All right. Now, I got some big stuff to talk about today that uh, I think is going to be pretty funny, <laughs> entertaining, exciting, and it's really going to build a bigger picture for you. You know, I think a lot of people are too zoomed in thinking about the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency on a regular basis without really thinking about why. And that's one question that I hear all the time. I've been making content and education around Bitcoin for about, I think, about six years now. And in the United States, over and over and over, I hear, why? Why do we need it? What's the point? What good does it do? Um, you know, all these types of things. And I get that. If you're in the United States, you know, we have a pretty reliable form of money, don't we? I say that rhetorically, don't we? <laughs> um, the dollar doesn't move around as much as it might in Venezuela or Argentina or Lebanon for that matter right now, um, or Turkey. Turkey is having a really, really big problem with their currency. However, even though the dollar seems to be, well, it is a lot more stable than those other currencies, it's also losing value like a rock. 
Now, not as bad as them, but like a rock. And so one of the many reasons that we'll talk about if you join me each and every week, which by the way, you should, <laughs> while you're listening, go ahead and pull out your phone and set a calendar reminder for this date and time in this channel. Make sure you tune in with me each and every week as we talk about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and the decentralized revolution. But uh, today we're just talking about why. Why do we even matter? If we want to use a new something new, um, we have to understand why we want the new versus the old. So um, if you were going to switch to um, CDs, well, what's CDs anymore? If you're going to switch to streaming music, instead of buying CDs, what's the difference? Well, CDs, you had to buy one for 15 bucks, and you only had those songs. And if it got scratched, you couldn't listen to it anymore. And if you left it at home, you didn't have it, right? All these things. Now I can have unlimited music and I can have every song I want and it can be on my phone. And it can stream anywhere I go. Right. So you have to understand what the new system is that's replacing the old system. And unfortunately, just most people don't really understand the old financial system. Well, I say old, <laughs> it's still the current, it's still the current today. But you know, one of the things that is happening, um, rapidly is that while, as I said, the dollar is much more stable than other currencies, like in Turkey, which is having a big problem, or Venezuela, Argentina, etc. Um, it's still falling in purchasing power pretty dang fast. So what do I mean by that? Well, most of you listening right now have probably noticed that it costs twice as much to fill up your car today than it did a year ago. You probably noticed that if you go to the grocery store, you end up with way less groceries than you did a year ago. Um, I think red meat is up 25%, you know, chicken's up 20%, everything is up. And it's gotten to the point where, you know, the, the Fed, the Federal Reserve, the government, they tell us what the inflation number is. Now, what is inflation? Well, inflation is a lot of different things. It's a, it's a nuanced argument or a nuanced conversation, I should say, but typically it's, um, most most likely or most typically represented as prices going up. So when the price of gasoline went up, that was price inflation, right? Things like that. But what causes that to happen? Well, I believe it's always caused by money inflation. So when you inflate the money supply, when you create more money, um, it causes prices to go up. Now, I'm going to dig into that in a little bit more detail, but something caught my eye this weekend, because of course, this week was Thanksgiving. Uh, I want to talk about this. So the, the Federal Reserve, um, the Federal Reserve, which of course, runs the central bank for the United States and runs the, the currency, they put out a blog post that was pretty interesting. And it says, um, turkey or tofurkey, question mark, <laughs> a protein price comparison for the Thanksgiving meal. So um, basically what they're saying is that a Thanksgiving dinner serving of poultry, of turkey, cost $1.42. But a soybean-based dinner serving with the same amount of calories cost $0.66. Cents. Hmm. So what they're saying is uh, price inflation got you down because we printed way too many dollars and we're out of control. Don't worry. Just don't eat turkey. Instead, eat soybeans. That's what they're literally saying to you. Um, <laughs> that's what they think about you. Um, but no, how about no, how about no, I don't want soybeans. I want Turkey. And so my doll, the reason why Turkey is so much more expensive 
and I they're they're suggesting that if I don't like the price of turkey going up, that I should just buy soybeans instead. Well, the reason why is because they printed almost eight trillion dollars in the last year, eight trillion dollars. And when they dump in, well, not in the last year, over the last several years, and when they dump in that much money, it causes prices to go up. Now. Let's look at if we were, that's, that's if we're using dollars. So you have to understand everything that you buy is really a trade, right? It's always a barter. So I'm going to trade this turkey for dollars, right? I'm going to trade this turkey for an hour of my labor. I'm going to trade this turkey for this old picture that I have or whatever it is. Like I'm trading it. I'm trading it for, I'll trade you this turkey for, you know, one share of Tesla stock or whatever it may be, right? It's always a trade. And since dollars represent half of pretty much every trade, everything that we think about in America is denominated and a lot of the world is denominated in U.S. dollars. But because they're constantly manipulating the dollars, we lose sight of, of really how much things are, are costing us. So for example, while the price of um, turkey has gone up in U.S. dollars, the price of turkey has actually come down in Bitcoin. So if we were using Bitcoin as our denomination, as our store of value, it's actually come down. So if I go to a year ago, um, November, if we go back to November of last year, one Bitcoin was about $18,000. And today, one Bitcoin is, you know, almost $60,000. So that's, that means that if I was using Bitcoin as my denomination, I'm just doing quick math in my head, so forgive me, I'm not a math major, um, but basically the turkeys actually come down in value. It's about a third of the price it used to be priced in Bitcoin. It's double the price it used to be a year ago priced in dollars, double in dollars, but it's a third of the price in Bitcoin. Hmm, that's interesting, isn't it? Very interesting. What happens is, again, if you're thinking about things in terms of dollars, you need to be think, thinking about things in terms of purchasing power. And so while the Fed wants to tell you, don't worry about it, uh, they, of course, in this, in, this, in this blog post that they put here, they don't um, have any data as to or any reasons why Turkey has gone up by um, that double. Um, they don't. They don't want. They don't want to tell you that's because they printed way too much money. They do spend some time talking about how. Um, they do talk about how soybeans have more um, calorie values. How it has more protein than than uh, turkey does. So they 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 get into that. Um, they talk about. The average global price of poultry has been six times higher than the price of soybeans. Um, but they don't want to tell you why. Why has the price of turkey gone up? Well, I want to tell you why the price of turkey has gone up. And again, this is why the entire financial system is being undermined by cryptocurrencies, by Bitcoin. This is this is to give you the big why. So you can have this long 5, 10, 20-year time frame. I'm not trying to tell you where the price is going to be next week or what new hot coin to buy. So hopefully that's what, that's not what you're looking for. I'm trying to build the base so you can participate in the largest wealth transfer you will ever see. So I'm going to tell you uh, more about that. But I also want to break down um, what the Fed is doing isn't just affecting turkeys. As a matter of fact, it's affecting everything else. And it's putting us into a very, very dangerous situation that was actually um, given to us as a warning about 70 years ago. Um, yeah, and most people are, are not 
uh, heeding that warning. But I'm going to tell you what it is, and I'm going to tell you, unfortunately, where things go from here when we get back. By the way, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show, and we're talking about Bitcoin, and we're talking about cryptocurrencies, and we're talking about this decentralized revolution that's going to change, or uh, in Hillary Clinton's words, undermine the entire financial system, but not in a bad way, in a good way. You listen to The Mark Moss Show. I'll be right back. All right, welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Moss Show, where we're talking about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and this decentralized revolution that's going on. And we were talking about before the break, um, seeing as it's Thanksgiving week, we were talking about uh, a blog post that the Federal Reserve put together. And they were telling you basically that, um, (laughs) if I paraphrase here, they're basically saying, we know that prices are really, really expensive because we printed way too much money. So instead of having turkey this year, you might want to have tofurkey. (laughs) Um, they didn't say it in those exact words, but they did basically say that, um, you, they were basically comparing Turkey to Tofurky saying that, um, they both have kind of the same calories. Um, however, Tofurky is about a third of the price. And so, um, because the reason why they put that out is because of course, uh, it's going to have, it's going to cost you so much more money, um, about three times the amount of money to have Turkey this year. Um, you might want to consider having tofurkey instead. I say no. I say no. I, I ain't doing that. I'm not going to eat the bugs. I'm not going to eat the soy. I want meat. And so um, what I want to do then is I want to find a different system that's not making my purchasing power drop. All right. This is why Bitcoin. This is why cryptocurrency. This is why this revolution is happening right now. We have one group, one entity that controls the money supply, and they create more whenever they feel like it. And they give it to all their buddies and friends so they can push prices up on everybody else. All right. Now, this is a big subject, and and I know a lot of you might not be caught up on this exactly, but let me just take you through a thought experiment real quickly before I dive into the rest of this. So if overnight, magically, everybody, not just you, and that'd be great if it was just you, but let's say everybody magically woke up with an extra billion dollars in their bank account. Not just you. If, if just you, that'd be great. But if everybody did, would you be more rich? And the answer is no, because money isn't wealth, right? We need goods and services. And what happens is all of a sudden we have more money going to chase the same amount of goods and services. And so what happens? The prices go up. All right. That's how that works. So when they print more money, the prices go up. The reason why the prices go up is because the value or the purchasing power of those dollars go down. The more they create, the less they have value, the less they'll buy. All right. So that's why as they've printed trillions of dollars in the last year and a half, Turkey used to be 50 cents a pound. And this year it's a dollar 50 a pound. Not because Turkey went up in value, because it takes more of your dollars to buy the same Turkey this year. So what the Fed is saying is, don't worry about buying Turkey, just go buy Tofurkey instead. Now, if you hold your wealth in dollars, that's what you deal with. Unfortunately, your dollars buy 30% less house today than they did a year ago. Your dollars buy 30% less car than they did a year ago. Your dollars buy 50% less turkey than they did a year ago. You see what that see what I'm see what I'm talking about? And so 
that sounds pretty bad. So you're telling me, Mark, that uh, a group of people at the central bank have the power to create a bunch of money and steal my wealth? Is that what you're saying, Mark? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> that's exactly what I am saying. And, and, and actually, let me give it to you from somebody else. There was an article written by the IMF. This is the International Monetary Fund. So the International Monetary Fund is kind of like a central bank um, above the central bank. So each country in the United States, we have the, the Federal Reserve. In Europe, they have the European Central Bank. And each country has their own central bank. And then above that, you have like the IMF, or the International Monetary Fund. They wrote a paper in uh, January 21st of 2015. I'm going to give you the specifics so you don't think I'm making this up. I have it in front of me. And the title of the paper is called The Liquidation of Government Debt. And I'm not going to read the whole paper because it's very long and it's kind of boring, but on the summary, I'm going to read it for you word for word here. On the summary, high public debt often produces the drama of default and restructuring. <laughs> like, duh, <laughs> if any of you had a lot of debt, there would be drama, there would be a potential, you might have a default or have to restructure that debt, right? Okay, so that's what they said. But, they said, but debt is also reduced through financial repression, Keyword, financial repression. Think about that. I'll explain that in a second. Um, debt is also reduced through financial repression, a tax on bondholders and savers via negative or below market real rates. So what they're saying is when they have a lot of debt, so the government has a lot of debt, the debt can be reduced through financial repression. The financial repression is basically stealing from you. And so they do it two ways. It says here, back to reading directly from them, it says uh, capital controls and regulatory restrictions created a captive audience for government debt. So they use capital controls. They use things to lock you in like um, India or China not, not allowing you to buy cryptocurrency. So they do capital controls and it limit its... Uh, creates a, t a captive audience for government debt, limiting tax base erosion. Financial repression is most successful in liquidating debt when accompanied by inflation. So what they're saying is when they have a lot of debt, which of course the government does, they can do financial repression. They can steal from you by a couple things. One, capital controls, which trap you in the system so you have no alternative. And then two, through inflation, that means by printing more money, creating more money, which which steals the value or the purchasing power of your dollars. So they're stealing from you that way and through bonds. So if you have a traditional financial advisor, um, they have most likely put you into something like a 60-40 portfolio where it's 60% stocks, 40% bonds, pensions, um, institutions, things like that. That's They put all their money into bonds or 40% of their money into bonds and they steal your money through bonds as well. So they're, they're, they're trapping you in the system, and then through inflation and through negative rates, they are stealing your wealth. This is a paper I read directly from the IMF, the central bank above the central bank. This is what they're doing, and, what they're, and, and they're telling you, hey, 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 never mind that. Just go eat tofurkey. Literally, the World Economic Forum uh, and the IMF are starting to circulate papers telling you that bugs are actually really nutritious. Did you know how nutritious bugs are? Did you know that bugs, some bugs are actually high in protein? Did you know that bugs could be crunchy and delicious? <laughs> I'm 
mean, they're literally telling you this. Why? Why? Because they understand they're stealing so much wealth from you that you're going to have no choice but to eat the tofurkey or to eat the bugs in the future. But not me. I'm not going to eat the bugs. I'm going to eat steak. And the reason I'm going to eat steak is because I won't stay trapped in their system. I won't be subject to their financial repression. I will put my money into a system that doesn't steal from me. And that's what Bitcoin is doing. That's why Hillary Clinton, that's why um, Christine Lagarde, that's why Janet Yellen is telling you that it undermines the financial system. No, 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 no. What it does is it undermines their capital controls. It undermines their ability to keep you locked in the system so they can continue to steal from you. That's what it does. If it wasn't a better system, people wouldn't be switching over to it in a free market with free choice. They don't want a free market. They don't want free choice. So they want to take that choice away from you. In their own words, the captive audience for government debt. I know that's heavy. Now I'm going to come back. I'm going to tell you where this is going in rapid order so you can protect yourself. So don't go away. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Moss Show. And we're talking about Bitcoin. We're talking about cryptocurrencies. And we're talking about the decentralized revolution. And specifically what we're talking about, if you are with me before the break, we are talking about why. Why? Why Bitcoin? Why should you even care? Why do you even care? Why should anybody care? Why do we need an alternative system at all? And so, well, <laughs> there's a million reasons why, and I'll cover each one of them each and every week. Uh, and one of those or multiple of these whys are going to hit you really hard and you're going to grasp it. Um, but for each person, it probably means something different. So uh, there's a million whys. I'm going to cover each one one by one. So I guess that's a, a million weeks we'll be together. So pull out your phone, put a reminder for this channel this time, and make sure you're with me each and every week. Um, if you really want to understand what's going on, if you really understand why, if you really understand why this is going to be so big, so massive, why this has the power to change your lives, then you have to understand this. All right. I know uh, in today's um, instant gratification world, you're like, Mark, just shut up and tell me what dog coin to go buy. Well, Sorry, it's not what we're doing here. I'm not giving you financial advice. What I'm giving you is I'm giving the reason why this is going to be the biggest opportunity you've ever seen in your life. And unfortunately, I know everybody wants to become a millionaire in a week. The reality is it doesn't happen quite that fast, but you can. You might just have to wait a few years. What happens is people get so hung up on the short-term price Oh man, the crypto market dropped 15%. I should sell right now. It's going to crash, right? Like, zoom out. Um, this is going to take five or 10 years, and you can become amazingly rich if you can stay in the market, if you don't get shaken out. And the only way that you don't get shaken out is to understand why. <laughs> you have to understand why. What is going on here? Now, um, so we're talking about that. Um, I, there, was a, there was something that came out this week in um, one of the biggest financial uh, magazines, uh, The Economist. And The Economist ran a headline, and it said, I'm going to read it to you directly here. It says, the sharp increase in inflation over the past year has blindsided many economists. Almost no one saw it coming. I'll pause for dramatic effect there. <laughs> they said the sharp increase in inflation has blindsided many economists and no one saw it coming. Really? Because for the last several years, I've been making videos on my YouTube channel telling people it's coming, warning people it's coming. I don't know who is possibly blindsided by this um, because we all saw it coming. When you print trillions of dollars, this is what happens. All right, I explained how that works um, before we went to the break, so I'm not going to go through that again. But to give you a little bit of perspective, um, 
It's the money, stupid. <laughs> it's the money that causes this. Uh, uh, Milton Friedman says that inflation is always and everywhere a monetary phenomenon. It's always about the money. And so I know that inflation means different things to different people, and I know they try to make it super confusing so you don't understand it. Um, and, it and it can be different. So, for example, music got cheaper, right? I used to have to pay 15 bucks for a CD. Now for 99 cents, I can buy it or I can get it for free on my streaming service, right? Um, so music got cheaper. A few things got cheaper. My 70-inch TV got cheaper. A few things did. Um, but for the most part, <laughs> everything else got, got more expensive. And so inflation is different to each of us depending on what we're buying. Um, if you wanted to buy a home on Lake Travis in Austin, um, those prices went up 125% last year. But if you want to buy a home in Kansas City, in the suburbs, prices went up about 15%. So inflation is different to different people. If you live in your parents' basement and you watch Netflix and eat Cheetos every day, inflation probably doesn't bother you. If you're trying to buy a house or send your kids to college, then inflation is probably a really big deal for you. So it kind of depends. It's different. But really, it's always about the money. And so to give you an idea, the Federal Reserve... They publish a chart called the M1. The M1 is the money supply. And the money supply, the M1 chart increased in, in, in March of 2020. It was at $4.2 trillion, 4.2. And today, it's at 19.8. So it basically went from 4 to 20. That's a pretty big increase in the money supply. And so what do you think happens when they print that much money? Well, it creates all types of distortions all over the place. So they say, well, no, the reason why we're having inflation is because of the supply chains. The supply chains are breaking down. Okay, good. Why are the supply chains breaking down? <laughs> right? You have to dig deeper and ask yourselves the question. So let me give you something. Um, this is um, from Ludwig von Mises. Mises is the, the father of the Austrian school, the Austrian school of economics. So really in, in economics, you have two schools of thought. You have the Austrians and you have the Keynesians. Um, all colleges teach Keynesian economics. Um, the Austrians are right. <laughs> I'll just tell you that, which is why colleges don't teach it. They don't even mention it. You can get a master's degree in economics and never even heard about Austrians. And so when, when the Economist magazine ran this article that uh, in um, inflation has blindsided many economists and no one saw it coming. Let me tell you what the Austrians told us 70 years ago. So Mises said, um, in the normal course of an economic boom, so we've had an economic boom for the last 50 years, the economy's been booming, we have new cars and new skyscrapers and new buildings and airplanes and rights, the economy's been booming for 50 years. In the normal course of an economic boom, driven by the expansion of money and credit, all right, so the boom has been driven by the expansion of money and credit. In 1971, we got off the gold standard, and we've printed an unlimited amount of money. We've printed over $300 trillion worth of debt. All right, so we had an economic boom driven by the expansion of money and credit. It says, when that happens, the structure of the economy becomes distorted in ways that eventually result in shortages of various commodities and types of labor, which then lead to increasing consumer price inflation. He wrote this over 70 years ago. So when, when, the, when the economy booms because of money expansion, which is what we had from $4 trillion to $20 trillion, um, it distorts the markets that eventually result in shortages of, of various commodities. The commodities are the raw materials. So when those have shortages, the supply chain starts backing up, right? Exactly what we're seeing. And shortages in types of labor. 
Okay, so we have problems with labor. Biden says he's going to go to the docks and make the docks work longer. They're going to work 24 hours a day. They work. We have shortages of labor. Air, airlines aren't running, etc. Um, which then lead to shortages, or I'm sorry, which then leads to increasing consumer price inflation, which is exactly what we have. We don't have enough goods and services because supply chains and people aren't working. But why do we have supply chain issues? The supply chains used to work fine. Didn't they? They've always worked fine. You never even thought about supply chains until now. So why are they breaking down all of a sudden? Why are we having labor problems all of a sudden? Well, it's because of all the expansion of money that distorts the markets. That's it. So when The Economist says that they were blindsided in their own words and no one saw it coming, well, no, Mises saw it 70 years ago. I've been talking about it for, for years and years and years. Um, it's not hard to understand. Um, the problem is they don't want to see it. And so let's tie this back. Why do we need something like Bitcoin? Why do we need cryptocurrencies, right? The dollar's pretty good, isn't it? Well, not if they continue to print unlimited amounts of money. All it's going to do is continue to distort things. As a matter of fact, he goes on to continue to say, as this, cri as this crisis point approaches, the central bank has a choice, either to accelerate the expansion of the money supply, which will only make things worse, right? You have to keep, they have to keep printing to keep it going, which makes it worse, or refrain from doing so at the risk of allowing asset prices to fall and disinflation or a recession or depression to happen. So that's, that's basically where we're at. Um, they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Now, we never would have got into this problem if they didn't have a money printer, if they couldn't print unlimited amounts of money. And Bitcoin takes away their ability to do that. Now, right now, I can't take that away, but I can opt out of the game. I've just moved all my money to Bitcoin, and I don't play that game anymore. You're buying, thing, you're buying turkey in dollars, and it's triple in value as it was last year. I'm buying it in Bitcoin, and it's a third of the cost for me. I'm not playing that game. I'm undermining their ability to play that game, and you can too. That is why Bitcoin. All right. I'm going to tell you where this goes from here because it's probably scarier than what you might imagine. Again, Mises called it. I'll be right back. You're listening to the Mark Moss show talking about Bitcoin. Do not go away. All right. Welcome back. You are listening to the Mark Moss show and we're talking about Bitcoin and we're talking about cryptocurrencies and we're talking about the decentralized revolution. Now, each and every week I am bringing you the most up-to-date information and education so you can participate in the biggest wealth transfer you will ever see in your life, the biggest opportunity you will ever have in your life. Now, if you don't understand what's happening, why it's happening, how it's unfolding, and what to watch for, you're going to be like most people and get shaken out. We call that weak hands. The price is going to take a 15% dip. You're going to panic. You're going to sell. But if you understand why we need it, why it's important, why it's so much better than the old system, why it's getting bigger and bigger, then you're going to have the strong hands to stay in and make life-changing wealth. And I don't take, I'm not saying that lightly. I'm being 100% I'm being serious with that. It's changed my life. Imagine if you could have bought Bitcoin back in 2015 or 2012 when it was 100 bucks and it's 60000 today. Would that have changed your life? Now, it would have if you would have managed to stay in it that whole time. The problem is most people got shaken out because they see one bad headline and they get out of the game. I want to change that for you. I want to give you the information that you need so you can stay in it. So um, 
Sometimes we're going to talk about news headlines. Sometimes we'll talk about price action. Today we're going deep and I'm talking about why. Why the system that we have is so broken and why this other system is better. Um, I don't want to recap everything that I've said, but I was talking about how um, Turkey has gotten more expensive. The Fed's telling you to eat um, Tofurky instead. I don't want to do that. Um, if you if you keep your wealth stored in dollars, Tofurky, I'm sorry, Turkey is now uh, triple the price that it was last year. Um, I store my wealth in Bitcoin, so um, Turkey is a third of the price as it was last year for me. So it's cheaper for me. It's more expensive for you. Why? Because I opted out of their system. That's what Bitcoin allows us to do. Now, The Economist ran a headline that said, nobody saw inflation coming. Nobody could have seen it. And I explained how Mises from the Austrian school predicted this 70 years ago. Um, I'm not going to go through that again. But what he also did is predicted something else. He predicted something called the crack up boom. Maybe you've heard about that before. And basically, he says, he said that, you know, when they print a bunch of money, which is what they did, it distorts the markets and all these things happen, which it did. But what comes next is what he calls the crack up boom. And basically, let me read it for you. He says that finally, the masses wake up. They become suddenly aware of the fact that inflation is a deliberate policy and will go on endlessly. <laughs> I'll stop there. So uh, the masses wake up. So people are starting to wake up. They, they become suddenly aware of the fact that inflation, inflation, so prices going up, is, is, is not accidental. So what, what the president, uh, what the media is trying to tell you, it's, it's transitory. It's going to go away, right? No, no. They become aware of the fact that inflation is a deliberate policy and will go on endlessly. I'm going to tell you about that in a second. Let me finish reading this, though. Um, that it's a deliberate policy, and we'll go on innocently. And then a breakdown occurs. The crack-up boom appears. Everybody is anxious to swap their money against real goods. No matter, no matter whether you need them or not, no matter how much money you have to pay for them, within a very short time, the things we, uh, which we used as money are no longer used as medium of exchange. They become scrap paper. So let's break this down. So very suddenly the masses wake up. People are starting to realize that it's twice as much to fill up your gas tank as it was last year. The Fed is telling you that turkey is too expensive and you should buy um, soybeans. Right, So people are waking up to that. But then they become suddenly, so suddenly they become aware of the fact that inflation is a deliberate policy. So what does that mean? So they're telling you, no, no, inflation, it's transitory, right? No, it's a deliberate policy. The Fed has a goal to have 2% inflation. That's their goal. That's their target. Their target is to have 2% inflation. As a matter of fact, um, that's their goal. That's their target. But they like to have even more than that. As a matter of fact, here's a couple news headlines. Uh, Janet Yellen, when she used to run the Fed, she says, Yellen's only regret as the Fed chair is low inflation. These are headlines. Um, really? <laughs> you ran the Fed, the only regret you had is that the inflation was too low? Uh, here's another one. Um, low inflation is one of the major challenges of our lifetime, Fed's um, Powell says. Jerome Powell runs the Fed. So he says that uh, one of the major challenges of our lifetime is low inflation. Uh, the New York Fed President John Williams says, low inflation is the problem of this era. Um, Fed's Daily says, don't be fearful about too high inflation. Um, Coral says, Fed very committed to pushing inflation above 2%. I have about another five or six of these I could read, but for time's sake, I'm not going to. You get the point. So when the masses wake up that this is it's deliberate policy and it's going to go on endlessly, which it is, a breakdown occurs. 
which is where we're at. And we're already starting to see people are anxious to swap your money, right? So, oh, shoot, I better buy a house now because they're going to be more expensive in the future. Oh, shoot, I better buy a new car now because they're going to be more expensive. I better go buy some canned goods because I don't know if I can get them later in the future, right? People are already anxiously swapping their money against real goods. It's already happening. All this that was predicted is starting to happen. Now, when does the final breakdown occur? Well, we don't know exactly, but let me give you an idea. So um, trust. Trust is a very fragile thing, right? You have a relationship with a, a coworker or a business partner or a wife, a husband, a kid, whatever, a friend, and uh, you trust that person. But maybe there's a couple things that are happening that are causing you to start to lose trust a little bit. Gradually, but gradually, you're starting to get more suspicious and you're losing trust and you're losing trust and you're losing trust. And then finally, you see a piece of information that causes you to lose trust. It's over. So it's gradually, then suddenly. And so that's kind of where we're at right now. Like people are starting to see these prices of turkey going up so fast and gasoline going up so fast. We're losing trust. We're losing trust. We're losing trust. Right now, today, we have uh, six or seven countries with millions of people in the streets marching. Millions of people in the streets are protesting their lockdowns. Uh, we have uh, France, Switzerland, Italy, Austria, Germany, Netherlands, Canada, Belgium, Australia, Czech Republic, and New Zealand. Millions of people are in these streets. Now, you won't see it on mainstream media, but if you go on Twitter, you'll see it. People, you know, boots on the ground reporters are showing this. These are all people who have lost trust. They've lost trust. Now, a poll is ran um, a few weeks ago, uh, November 18th, a pretty big poll, a good, a good poll. Um, 11,000 people over 76 countries said that 41% of people say they trust Bitcoin more than local currencies. 41%. That's a pretty massive number. We have all these countries with millions of people in the streets marching, not trusting their governments. What happens if those people just went and pulled their money out of the bank and bought Bitcoin? Well, I'll tell you, if less than 1% of the people went to the banks to pull their money out, it would create what's called a bank run. The banks don't have your money in the bank. They loan it out. It's called fractional reserve banking. The banks would go insolvent, bankrupt overnight, immediately, if that happened. That is the point. That's the crack up boom. We're losing trust. We're losing trust. We're losing trust. At the point when people say, I'm going to leave this, this dollar system and go to a Bitcoin system, the whole system collapses. Now, I've already done it. That's why my turkey is a third of the price this year, but your turkey is three times the price this year. You, we need to guard our wealth against this financial repression the IMF talks about. We need to guard our wealth from the government stealing it through inflation. We do that by holding another asset like Bitcoin. Now, some people say that gold is a good store of uh, value or a hedge against inflation, and it, and it has been for 5,000 years. It was great. Michael Saylor from MicroStrategy says that fighting the war for sound money or fighting the war against inflation with a portfolio of 50% gold and 50% Bitcoin is like equipping half your army with modern armor and aircraft and the other half with ancient swords and spears. Because I read in a book, we used to fight that way. <laughs> so I would just say that what you store your wealth in matters. If you store it in dollars, your turkey's getting more expensive. If you store it in Bitcoin, your turkey's getting cheaper. And uh, choose your weapons accordingly, I guess is what I would say. And that is why one of the millions of reasons why 
Bitcoin is here to stay. You've been listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking, of course, about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and the decentralized revolution. You can find me on social media at one Mark Moss at it's the number one Mark Moss. Send me a message on Twitter or Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. Tell me you heard me on the show. Ask me a question and I will answer it. All right. Um, and make sure you're with me each and every week for the most uh, the most important part of your week. The Mark Moss Show. Thanks for listening. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.